helping to secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. This is the Constitution Study on the America Out Loud Network with your host, Paul Engel. John Adams wrote, Democracy, while it lasts, is more bloody than either aristocracy or monarchy. Remember, democracy never lasts long. It soon wastes, exhausts, and murders itself. There is never a democracy that did not commit suicide. Now, take a look at these democratically controlled parts of our nation, and what do you see? I see violence. I see destruction. I see the, the collapse of civil society. In other words, I see waste, exhaustion, and murder. See, the rule of law is being replaced with the rule of the mob, and innocent people are paying the price. Now, while chaos and anarchy run rampant, those who claim to be democratic leaders are metaphorically fiddling, fiddling while America burns. We should not be surprised at this state of affairs. After all, we have an historical precedent. Shortly after the American Revolution, France had their own. However, rather than following the American model and creating a republican form of government, France tried a democracy. This led to the reign of terror and eventually Napoleon Bonaparte. It seems Mr. Adams was correct. Democracies do waste, exhaust, and murder themselves. What does that say about America if those who are promoting democracy win? Hello there, Everyday Americans. Paul Engel here with the Constitution Study. This is where we read and study the Constitution. Teach, rise, and generation be free. We are returning the Constitution to its rightful owners, we the people, so that we can restore the republic rather than the democracy that we have been saddled with lately. Now, I know there are people out there that are probably already screaming at their radio sets going, but Paul, republicanism is a form of democracy, except it's not. For that, I look at the, the dictionary written at the time of John Adams, or shortly, I should say, uh, a couple of decades thereafter. The Webster's Unabridged Dictionary, which defines a, d a democracy and a republic as drastically different. See, the thing with a democracy is, with the people directly rule, the, the people directly decide on the policies and the, the agencies of a country, whereas a republic, we, we hire representatives to do that for us. And there's a reason for that. I can't remember where I read it, but uh, to me, it, it made perfect sense. Individuals are smart. Mobs are stupid. See, when you get people in large groups, they tend to do things they would never do as an individual. They act stupidly. And I, I think that's where we're running into the, the, the issue is we say, well, you know, just let people do do what they want and, and you know, take care of themselves and, and uh, you know, we want this, we've been brainwashed with this idea that simply because the people decide, well, that the people are going to decide good. They're going to decide what is best for everyone rather than, well, what makes them feel better individually. And you have to remember also the, the influence of the mob. Uh, I forget the lady's name, but she, she wrote, she did some research and she found that really it only takes about three and a half percent of a committed people to a movement to make vast changes. In other words, it's not 50% plus one. That 50% plus one could easily be influenced by a relatively, a very small minority of people.
Now, if we want to see where democracy takes America, there's a couple things we can look at. Obviously, we could look at what's been going on in Philadelphia, uh, well, about a week or so ago, where we had um, over 100 masked and hooded individuals. They were breaking in and looting. Uh, they, they, were, they were grabbing things. And of course, we have all the, oh, but they're hungry. These are just poor, hungry people looking for food, which... You know, okay, I could, I could, I couldn't forgive them, but I could almost make an, a, you know, a, 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 some sort of mitigation if that were true. The problem is, they weren't breaking into food stores, they weren't breaking into grocery stores, they weren't breaking into pharmacies, they weren't stealing food and medicine. No, you know what they were stealing? They broke into ice stores, Foot Lockers, and a place called. Lululemon, which I have no idea what a Lululemon is. What were they stealing? Well, iPhones, iPads, sneakers. They weren't stealing stuff to survive. This was greed. This is pure greed in action. And this is you know, and, and and people say, well, you know that 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 happened. You know what? It seems to happen a lot more in democracies. See, we have these cities and these states that operate more like democracies than republics, and then we see this type of action, and everyone goes, gee, I wonder why that happened. Well, part of it is the, the, the function of a democracy. I know, people are mad at me right now because we've been brainwashed to believe that democracies are good. But again, look at the, look at the American Revolution versus the French Revolution. The American Revolution created a republic. Remember, right? Uh, Benjamin Franklin said, when asked, what kind of government had they given us? A republic if you can keep it. French Revolution created a democracy. The, 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 um, the American Revolution led to um, separation of powers, checks and balances, rule of law. French Revolution led to the, the, the reign of terror and... and uh, accusations and denunciations being used to incarcerate, and in some cases, murder people. The American Revolution led to the longest-lived national constitution in, America, in, in world history. The French Revolution, in a relatively short amount of time, led to Napoleon Bonaparte. And the problem is, See, the problem with, with this, this democratic outlook is that democracies often put emotion above logic and law. Well, you know, we can't, we shouldn't punish these, these 100 looters because they were, they were only looking to, they're poor and angry and they should get away with it, except they do this because, well, for years now, they've been getting away with it. They, they've been told that, uh, you know, you won't get punished. They've been shown that you won't get punished. And if you do get punished, well, um, the punishment is usually fairly mild. But if we look at some of the, <laughs> of the logic, of the mentality of what we've seen, uh, for example, in, in, in this from Philadelphia, uh, I guess the, there was, I don't know who it was. Somebody interviewed um, a 17-year-old young man, a reporter, 
And uh, uh, this, by the way, while he was beating a security guard with a brick, said, I'm just out here trying to feed my kids while he's beating a guard with a brick. He said, I've smashed up seven GameStop stores so far, and I haven't found any bread for my wife and 12 kids, so I guess I have to settle for this game system and a copy of Madden 24. Then there was another group. um, Let's see, they were very disappointed when they broke into a liquor store, murdered the shopkeeper, drank the booze, and then burned the place down. They said, uh, I didn't have, they didn't have any bread here. Really? Oh, if only some kind soul would help me find some bread before I starve. This isn't about feeding people. This isn't. You know, it, it's funny. Uh, AOC, the infamous foot and mouth disease person, she visited Philadelphia and she decried the fact that they live in a food desert. These people weren't trying to rob grocery stores. They were robbing Nikes and Apple. And and uh, liquor stores. This isn't about feeding starving people. This is human greed on display. And the thing about uh, uh, human greed is when it's when it's paired with an irrational fake compassion. Right? I say fake compassion because many people are saying, "Well, we have to be compassionate to these poor people because, um, well, they're hungry and they need to eat." Except that's not compassionate. Teaching people to rob, to kill, to destroy as a method of feeding themselves? That's not compassion. You, that, that's hatred. That's turning them into, or, uh, into animals. I'm sorry, that's not compassion. In fact, think about it this way. So you have all these people. They're out, they're looting, they're rioting. Um, and uh, you, you, have, you have this lady who's, who's uh, observing the, the looting of a liquor store. Everybody must eat! Everybody must eat! Everybody must eat! Yes! Everybody must eat! Everybody must eat! Everybody must eat! Everybody must eat booze? Because this is not a grocery store. This is a liquor store that's being raided. It's a liquor store that, and, and I guess, she, I don't know, I think she was originally on TikTok because she was live streaming this. I'm not sure if it was TikTok or, or, or X, but, and you have all these comments going, yay, great, look at all this. What about the people that actually are hungry? I mean, one quick look at this lady, and she doesn't look like she's missed too many meals, but I have to ask, what about the people who truly are hungry? That, that, that have a hard time getting food, whether it because of the cost of food or because of the, the, where the locations of the grocery stores are. How many grocery stores do you think are going to move into this part of Philadelphia after an attack like that? See, because this had nothing to do with people being hungry. See, this happened after a local former police officer had his murder charges dropped. Now, I don't know, I don't really know anything about the case. Um, wouldn't shock me one little bit if it was a white police officer who uh, uh, ended up killing a, a, a black man. I don't know. Wouldn't surprise you one bit because that seems to be what generates these types of riots. See, this, ladies and gentlemen, this is a riot. Th- this, is, this is, you know, January 6th wasn't so much a riot. This 
is a riot. This is looting. This is murder. This is chaos. And this is what we get when we simply say, oh, democracy. Democracy is wonderful. Let's all have democracy. Let people say, "Listen, uh, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm a, uh, I, I'm in this situation. I need food. Let me go grab it. Let me go. Oh, I had, I got a, I got a beat a security card in, had brain in with a brick in order to go uh, get into this um, game store because I'm hungry. I'm going to eat my Madden, my Madden twenty four. Do you understand the irrationality of this? And again, I, I waited. This this happened again many you know, many days several days ago, because I wanted a better understanding of what was going on. Because as I'm watching the consequences of these demo, quote unquote democratic policies, the, this this push towards uh, uh, group think and and to uh, um, away from individual and toward collectivism and and toward government rationing and, and government control and government determination of everything and 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 all of this those places that are promoting this are the ones where we're seeing the the rioting the 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 filth the the lack of of services the, the lack of anything this ladies and gentlemen is a logical consequence of the democracy we've been hearing about for the last few years and decades so i have to ask you as a rational person, if this is the consequence of a city run by Democrats for decades, is this really what you want running the state of Pennsylvania? Is this really what you want governing the United States of America? Is this what you want your hometown to look like? Philadelphia? Where when people don't get the, the outcome they want, well, they simply rob, kill, destroy under the, the false pretense of everybody must eat. Yeah, go eat your Game Boys. Go eat your, your, your fist of, of Jack and, and, and vodka. But don't lie to us about it. This is a consequence of these policies. And if we refuse to learn from our history, even our recent history, we're doomed to repeat it. Because what happened in Philadelphia is not unique. It's the logical, to me, it's a logical consequence of a whole litany of quote-unquote democratic policies that has led Philadelphia to this situation, to Pennsylvania, and to other states, and yes, even to the United States. But before I get there, I have to take a break. I hope, though, you'll check out the website, constitutionstudy.com. Uh, that's where you can find everything I'm working on. You can ask a question. I love people asking questions. I'm looking to do more Q&As here on the radio program. So if you have a question, go to constitutionstudy.com, click the Ask a Question button, hit that checkbox that says, please answer on the radio, and I'll be more than happy to. But it's also where you can support the work that we're doing here. You can check out the Patriots program. Uh, the boot camp is up and running. Patriots is, is well on its way. There's so much more you can do there. Again, check out constitutionstudy.com. Support the work that we're doing and hopefully learn something from it. There's a lot we can learn if we spend a little bit of time uh, just reading and studying the Constitution and learning from our founding fathers. 
Now, another question I have is, you know, a good night's sleep is really, really important. And if you're waking up tired all the time, are you just tired of being tired? Well, I found something that'll help you fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deeply, and wake up refreshed. It's Healthy Cells REM Sleep Supplement. That's right. It's not a drug. It's not hormones. It is REM is a supplement. It's the only sleep supplement designed to support all four stages of sleep. And since you're an America Out Loud listener, you can get 25% off your first order at Healthy Cell. You can find out all the details at americaoutloud.shop. Basically, go to healthycell.com and use the code OUTLOUD at checkout. So again, go to healthycell.com, try the REM sleep or any of their great products. When you check out, use that code OUTLOUD. It lets them know that you listen to America Out Loud. And as a thank you, well, you get 25% off your first order. In 2008, people could spend an average of 12 seconds on a task without becoming distracted. Five years later, it was only eight seconds. The digital age is narrowing our attention span. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus, concentrate longer, and strengthen recall. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top, shoot it down. Thousands of five-star reviews proves it works. Supercharge your brain and see the difference. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. The pandemic may be over for some. But millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution, the miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Cofix RX nasal solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. Welcome back, everyday Americans, to rejoin the Constitution study. And yet today, well, we're looking at democracy in action. I know people are always talking about saving American democracy and threats to American democracy when we're actually a republic. And the 
while I know there are people out there that will disagree with me and some may even be angry, the differences are important. See, the interesting thing about democracy is in a democracy, groups can overturn the rule of law. We've seen, we've already talked about what's been going on in Philadelphia, where the uh, the laws were put in place to protect, you know, people and and businesses from theft and looting and 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 assaults and battery and yes, murder. But you see, the people in their surge for democracy, their their thirst for it, elected officials that said, "Oh, okay, well, those laws don't really matter. We're just going to make up the rules as we go along." And of course, they kept putting them there. See, the ultimate, you know, we, we look at Philadelphia, what's going on there, and we'd love to point the finger at, at the other guy, the other gal, but there are plenty of fingers pointing back at us. There are consequences for the, um, for the decisions that we make. That includes supporting this, this mythical democracy this, the, that uh, we keep talking about. and. Um, placing it above the rule of law. Now, uh, uh, Philadelphia paid a pretty hefty price over a relatively short period of time. But California as a whole, they've been paying this this price for quite a long time. When you have a city who is famous for, among other things, an app to tell you where the, 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 the dirty needles and, and human feces are in the streets, something is seriously wrong. Well, across the bay in, Oak, in Oakland, um, there are businesses that uh, are going on strike. No, not the workers in the business. The businesses themselves are going on strike. Now, why are they going on strike? Well, they say that uh, um, the police are allowing criminal activity to destroy their lives and, and, and even their safety, their livelihoods, their businesses, and their safety. We've talked before about uh, large businesses that are leaving some of these California cities because the cost of doing business, the cost of, of the shoplifting and the theft is so high, they cannot do business. Well, apparently there's a famous Vietnamese restaurant, I'm sorry, yeah, Vietnamese restaurant called Le Chevelle. It's been in the city for over for like 38 years, and they're shutting their doors because of the high crime. Apparently this idea of a strike started a while back with 100 businesses, many of them gas stations and convenience stores, that wanted to strike in protest of nearly daily robberies, being robbed almost every day. And it's grown since then. But what's interesting is they say, well, the police, they aren't enforcing the law. They're allowing this criminal activity to go on. But many reasons, the, the, police, is, the police are either told listen, don't bother arresting for certain crimes because, well, they're just going to get let go. Because the district attorney has decided, well, we're not going to, to uh, uh, try people for certain crimes. Now, the DA, I'm pretty sure, is an elected position, which means the people, the democracy in Oakland said, yes, we like this idea. We'll let the criminals go, at least for these crimes. 
And now the consequences of that are, well, biting them in the backside. Think about it. The owners of these businesses, many of them small mom-and-pop businesses, have been, are being driven out of business because the majority of people voted for, po for policies that don't protect their rights, don't protect their property, don't protect their lives. This is the consequence. This is what happens. Does this sound a little bit like, oh, I don't know, the French Revolution? In fact, you know, if you think about it, sounds a pretty much. It sounds pretty much like the the, the Bolshevik Revolution in in Russia and and the the Cultural Revolution in in China, where certain crimes were allowed because, well, it met some political agenda. Now, I'm not saying a republic is perfect either, because we keep hiring, well, we're going to hire imperfect people. And the American people, well, we keep hiring people that simply ignore the law and then complain when we have to suffer the consequences of our own decision. You know, I believe as Jefferson has claimed to have said that uh, democracy is nothing more than mob rule, where 51% can overrule the rights of the other 49%. And while I haven't found evidence that he actually said that, the sentiment does seem to make a lot of sense. We, we always see minority groups trying to persuade others to support them in taking away the rights of others, whether that be the right to keep and bear arms or even the right to freedom of speech and freedom of the press. For example, uh, uh, Representative uh, Yvette Clark from New York, she's introduced legislation to Congress to criminalize what are called Deep fakes. Now, what's a deep fake? Deep fake is a colloquial term for a uh, a computer generated image that is all but indistinguishable from real footage. It it, it used to be it was done at images. Now it's actually done in video. Uh, you may see this on videos of people who uh, um, uh, put parody videos together, where you see somebody uh, uh, singing a song. And what they're, they've figured out how to sync their lips to the song, even though they never actually sang it. Well, there's a couple problems I have with this. Now, again, deep fakes. First of all, a generalization to say, well, we're going to, to outlaw or, or restrict these deep fakes. Um, uh, according to Ms. Clark, uh, this would send a signal to bad actors that they won't get away with deceiving people. Well, that's laughable. I mean, all you have to do is look at the rest of the country where people are breaking laws every day. Congress breaks the law almost every day, and, well, they pay no consequences for it. But you see, here's my problem. It's the assumption that every deep fake is for ill purposes. Right? So let's say somebody does a, a, a deep fake video of me singing the national anthem. Ask my wife and daughter, right? The last thing you want me to do is sing. I have a, <laughs> I have a singing voice best left to the, the, the uh, spoken word. I like to say I sing in the key of Schlag or Yale. Um, not, <laughs> not a musical key, uh, a lock key. Okay, so I'm not a singer. Now, if somebody does that and, and uh, it's parody, it's listed as parody, it's, it's humorous, uh, and I don't have a problem with it. Was Miss Clark have to say what, whether or not that should be allowed? Now, on the other hand, if someone creates a deep fake 
of me saying something I have never said, literally slandering me uh, with with my own images, with things I never said. Well, there's already laws against that. But there's another technical problem that's that's in here too, and that is, well, how do you know who created the deep fake? Trust me, people who are good enough to make these deep fakes are good enough to um, not leave behind evidence that it was them. I mean, I'm sure they're not uh, embedding metadata in the video file saying, you know, created by deepfakebadguy.com. Uh, you know, find me at this location with this phone number. Please come and get me. But what we have here is an attempt to criminalize publishing, criminalize the press. Now, part of me understands the logic, you know, a malicious deep fake, those are very painful. They can be very damaging, and um, there should be a penalty for slander and defamation using these technologies. But again, that's not what Ms. Clark is talking about. See, she wants every deep fake to come with a warning label, to, to note that it was uh, uh, you know, it, that it, it, this was, it was altered. Where was the alteriza- alteration made? How is it made? What content? Um, which sounds great, except for one simple point of view. If you are going to use this to attack another person, are you really going to put your name on it? And let's ask another question. Is it really Congress's, Congress's role to protect you from the malicious actors, actions of others? Again, because if you look at the Constitution, if you actually read the Constitution, um, yeah, Congress can protect you from, say, uh, a counterfeit, um, uh, a counterfeit currency, a counter- counterfeit securities, from uh, uh, copyright and patent infringement. These are things that that Congress has the power to do. Protecting you from uh, the bad actions of others, not on Congress's list of uh, vetted powers which means it's not theirs. Now, sadly, um, this fatal, uh, flawed part of, of human nature to uh, attack others secretly, it, it's, it's part of us. And the, the fact that uh, society, so many in society have lost that idea of, well, people have a right to their property, whether that be the uh, uh, not lying about what they've said and done, not creating deep fakes, not uh, running them out of business, not stealing, not setting fire to. It's what we're dealing with is a societal issue. You may be asking, but Paul, what does this have to do with democracy? Why, what does it have to do with democracy? Well, it seems to come up that in, in places where the rule of law is subverted by the will of the people, that our worst tendencies, our, our, our more devilish predilections often come to the fore. In other words, when we allow ourselves to exempt ourselves from the laws, of, whether they be the, the legal penalties or just the laws of society and civil, and civil structures, well, then we fail to regulate ourselves we run into this type of craziness. You see, if mankind will not govern, if we will not govern ourselves, 
then we must be governed by others. And that's where democracies lead us. It's why, in my opinion, they always murder themselves. They always commit suicide. Because without the ability to govern ourselves, it takes the force of others to control us. Philadelphia is a perfect example. The, these, these, these 100 or so people, the, the lady on the video, unwilling or unable to govern themselves, require someone else to apply force to govern them. And when that force is removed because, well, in democracies, we don't want that, then these are the logical and rational consequences. When the, the people in Oakland uh, will not govern themselves to per stop stealing, stop, stop taking from others, when we needed government to enforce that, and when government stops doing that because, well, the people don't like the look of police actually enforcing the law, then the consequence is lawlessness and destruction. And as I look at this attempt to regulate deep fakes, I can understand the logic behind it. If people will not regulate their, their skill in impersonating others, then government must do it. But really, is Congress the best way to go about it? I'm reminded of a story about uh, Rich Little, the famous impressionist. Uh, he was invited to a luncheon at the White House when Reagan was president, and he walks in, and there's Reagan giving an impromptu press conference, and he looked at Mr. Little and said, you do me better than I do. You finish the press conference. Now, okay, it was quite obvious to anybody who was there that what, uh, what Mr. Little was saying was not the words of Ronald Reagan. But tell me, if you were writing an article, if you were reading an article of that, and they didn't mention that, oh, by the way, this is now Rich Little saying this, not the president, is that really that much different from a, a deep fake? If, if someone were to take the, the words of Mr. Little and, and cut them with images of President Reagan and, and the press and try to imply something that wasn't, that wasn't there, is that really any different? The issue is not the technology. To me, the issue is the, the human heart and its desire to regulate things it doesn't like. Take, for example, a, a, an interview with President Biden. And he was talking about X and, and, and all that. And he made a very interesting point. One I think that is, that is true. Uh, he said, uh, uh, he said there were fundamental changes in society by changing technology. Gutenberg, printing and the printing press changed the way Europeans could talk to one another all the way to today. That, by the way, is absolutely true. The printing press changed the way we communicate. And it has done so, again, even to today. Now, the question is, is that a good thing or, or a bad thing? He went on later, he says, where do people get their news? They go on the internet, they go online, and you have no notion of whether it's true or not. Well, this to me brings up an interesting concern. So where should they get their news? The Times, the New York Times, uh, CNN, uh, ABC News? We have no notion of whether or not that is true because there is more than sufficient evidence that uh, they have been lying to us. They talk, he talks about people going to the internet to get their news while there is 
plenty of, of evidence that his administration has been used to manipulate the internet. So when you say you don't know if it's true or not, he's one of the character of the actors that have brought what's happening, what you see on the internet, into question. Now you may say, well, what does this have to do with democracy? Well, this is also the president that's trying to censor information he does not like. Kind of the way the congresswoman wants to censor deep fakes that she doesn't like. This is what democracy looks like. You get a small group of people that make a a big stink, and we find people that will implement those regulations, even though they violate the supreme law of the land. Again, Congress can make no law bridging the freedom of speech or of the press. See, if you want to know what democracy in action looks like, in many ways, it looks like censorship. Now, listen, I've taken another break, but you know where you can get away from a lot of censorship? AmericaOutloud.news. I stop there every day for news and information. I suggest you do as well. But I want you to do more. I want you to find those stories, the articles, the podcasts, the videos, all the things that you find are important, and I want you to share them. It doesn't matter how far. It doesn't matter how wide. Simply that you share them. That is how we secure the freedom of speech and of the press and the blessings of liberty. AmericaOutloud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. 
Welcome back, Everyday Americans. You've rejoined the Constitution Study. We've been talking about democracy in action, but this is the beginning of October, which is the beginning of the latest Supreme Court term. And uh, there's, as usual, some very interesting cases that the court is, has either agreed to hear or may agree to hear. And I want to take a look at, at a couple of those. Just uh, keep our hand on what's going on. Keep an eye on what we should be looking for. First one I want to look at is a case called Cully versus Attorney General of Alabama. And it has to do with the, with the question of civil asset forfeiture, specifically um, whether or not you have a right to a prompt hearing when the government steals your property through civil forfeiture. Now, I've actually changed the language a little bit because they call it seize, I call it steals. I've got an article coming out on civil forfeiture, civil asset forfeiture, um, and uh, I suggest you keep an eye out for it. It's um, it goes into a lot more detail of the absolute the, the theft, the the plain bald face theft that is civil asset forfeiture. And I go into a lot more detail. So I'm kind of paying attention to this because this really has a question of um, when you get your hearing. So the 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 brief version of this is: let's say um, the 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 police seize your property because they claim it's either involved in a crime or has gotten through a criminal activity. Um, now, according to this twisted law, you have to prove that your property was not criminally obtained. And uh, of course, for that, you need a hearing. Well, how long does the government have able to put you off before they can get, you can get that hearing? Now, the plaintiffs in this case, in the Cully case, are two innocent parties, important, innocent parties. They were they had their vehicles stolen by law enforcement, and it took more than a year for them to get a chance to, quote unquote, prove their innocence and reclaim their property. So the issue before the court is, listen, how long before property owners are entitled to recover their property? Now, I would say the very that the the constitutional issues well precede the question of when you get your hearing. See, here's the problem: these people were their property was taken, their vehicles were taken without any due process of law. There was no process that protected their rights. They were never they were never proven to been to, that that this material was gotten illegally before the government simply came and took it. So this is a case I think I'll be keeping an eye on. I hope you will as well. Uh, the court's also expected to hear a couple of challenges to Florida and Texas's law against viewpoint discrimination online. Now, of course, these are listed as First Amendment is uh, issues. We're gonna, it can't be the First Amendment because the first five words of the First Amendment are Congress shall make no law. So there's nothing about states making laws. But it'll be interesting because this has to do with a lot of, of the censorship and uh, some of them, I believe, actually the the manipulation or the influencing of elections. So that'll be cool. There's another couple of cases that involve um, elected officials blocking uh, online content and whether or not and under what circumstances a, 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 a government official can um, block a user or block a, a content. What uh, involves a California school board members who blocked uh, parents' comments that were critical of their their positions. Uh, another one is a Michigan city manager who blocked a constituent from posting comments 
about the city's COVID, quote-unquote, pandemic response. So, again, can public officials block access to their online content? To me, the biggest question is, are we talking a private account or a, a government account? So that'll be interesting. One I'm really looking forward to, I'm really interested in this one, is called CFPB versus Community Financial Services Association of America. And it deals with the actual constitutionality of uh, CFPB's payday lending rule. Now, this to me is, is uh, looking for more ways to chip away at the CFPB because it's blatantly unconstitutional. Now, specifically here, the I believe they're, they're dealing with um, the fact that uh, CFPB does not get its funding through congressional appropriations. Rather, it's getting its funding from the Federal Reserve, which and I believe fees paid to the CFPB through the Federal Reserve. Um, I want to dig deeper into this as the case moves forward, but to understand, can you have an executive agency that's funded outside of congressional appropriations? So that should be that should be a really interesting one. Another one I'm very interested in is Looper Bright Enterprises versus Ramondo, and it deals with what's called the Chevron defense. Uh, the, the Chevron policy is a, a legal fiction created by the courts back in, in 1984, which said if a law doesn't say, if a law is silent on, a, on something, then the agencies get to make up the rules for themselves. So in other words, if, uh, uh, say, Congress says, that the EPA can regulate the waters of the United States, but doesn't define what those waters are, does the EPA get to make it up for themselves? This has been a truly evil legal fiction created by the courts that uh, has done tremendous damage both to the Republic and to their individuals. So uh, this is another one I'm going to be looking very, very closely. Do not expect an answer before June of 24. These are the type of cases that are going to, you know, that the, the court's most likely going to wait until the end of the term before they actually uh, release their, their opinions. Now, under the issue of the Second Amendment, do you have a United States versus Rahimi? And the question here is can you be denied your right to keep and bear arms simply because a, um, uh, a restraining order has been taken out, taken out against you? Uh, this is very interesting because you have a right to keep and bear arms and a restraining order is not proof that you are dangerous. You can get a restraining order simply with a compliant judge. Now, the problem I see with this case is Mr. Rahimi is not exactly a model citizen. Um, and, and people are going to look at that saying, is this the type of person we want to have a gun? But if we look at the case, the question is, uh, is all it takes is that someone gets a restraining order or some other order of protection against you to deny you your right to keep and bear arms. Um, because if that can be done for, for keep arms, it can be done for a lot of things. Uh, there's also a case that brings into question wealth taxes. And it has to do with actually a foreign tax, but can you be taxed on income you have not received yet? Um, that, again, very important question. Something I'm really looking forward to seeing what the court has to say. Now, there are a number of cases where I don't believe the court has decided yet whether or not it'll take them. Uh, one involves a challenge to a, a Westchester County, New York law involving sidewalk counseling, uh, you know, buffer zones and things like that. 
Um, they could also, the justice may also hear a case about what they call bias response teams at universities um, and whether or not th that uh, chills a student's right to, to speak freely. Uh, there's another case that may overturn the FDA's approval of the uh, the the abortion, the chemical abortion uh, pill mifepristone, uh, and another one where the the question of mailing these drugs into states that have outlawed their use. Of course, that'll be a little interesting as one as well. But I, I remember I, I heard. I wish I could find the recording of it. I heard um, retired Justice Breyer say something rather interesting. He was describing the the volume of cases that the court takes. He says something, if memory serves, he said there are are um, hundreds of thousands of, of cases, maybe millions of cases in the United States, and uh, thousands upon thousands of them, um, I think he said up to 8,000 actually get appealed to the Supreme Court. And of those 8,000, the court takes generally between 60 and 80 a year, which he described as, well, first we have to decide what cases, first we have to decide what we're going to decide, then we have to, then we get to decide what we decided we were going to decide, which he says, if you understand that, well, you're well on your way to law school. It's the the educated into imbecility. It's, it's the, the confusing thing. The one thing I want you to remember is the Supreme Court is not the supreme law of the land. Just read Article 6, Clause 2. This Constitution and the laws of the United States which shall be made in pursuance thereof, and all treaties made which shall be made under the authority of the United States shall be the supreme law of the land, and the judges in every state shall be bound thereby, anything in the constitutional laws of any state to the contrary notwithstanding. So two things to notice. Nowhere in the supreme law of the land is the opinion of a court listed. Right? Nowhere in the supreme law of the land does it list the opinion of a court. In fact, it specifically says, the second thing, judges are bound to the Constitution, not the other way around. The judges are bound by what the Constitution says. The Constitution isn't bound by what the justice says. So while we look to the court to hopefully get us some redress for our grievances, Understand, it is only our twisted understanding, our lack of understanding of the Constitution, this twisted information we've been trained with over the decades and generations, that leads us to believe that the, the Supreme Court is the ultimate answer for any of these questions. I bring that up for a couple of reasons. We've been talking about democracy in action. And I know there are people out there that are probably still yelling at me saying, Paul, a republic is a form of democracy. It's not. Again, go to Webster's 1828 Dictionary and look up the definitions. The outcomes of a republic versus democracy are drastically different. Our founding fathers feared that we might become a democracy. Just read what Alexander Hamilton said in the Federal Convention. He said, we are forming a republican government. Real liberty is neither found in des the despotism or the extremes of democracy, but in the moderate governments. What do we see? Wherever democracy and democratic principles are put into place, we see chaos, we see vandalism, we see looting, we see disaster. We see the, the murders and suicides that, we, that, that, that uh, Adams warned us about. So when we see this in our cities and in our states, and in many cases in the nation as a whole, the, the lack of the rule of law, the destruction of civil order, 
all in the name of democracy, we should not be surprised. This is what comes. But there's something that comes after democracy. And I really want you to understand this. Vladimir Lenin said democracy is indispensable to socialism. See, the chaos and destruction of democracies, I believe, have a goal. That goal is collectivism and tyranny. I'm sure most people that are crying for democracies, that's not the goal they want, but that's a perfect example of why democracies are so dangerous. See, the problem we have is if someone simply brainwashes us into believing that democracies are always good, we will follow them even when they are patently evil. If we do not wish to go the way of the French Revolution, the reign of terror, and eventually Napoleon Bonaparte, then we must learn democracies are evil, and these, these pushes towards uh, a, a quote-unquote democratic solution are the destruction not only of the republic, but of your rights and your freedoms and your liberties. Now, the advantage we have over so many other places is we have a constitution. And the Constitution is supreme even above these tyrants, the, the, the mayors, the governors, the president, and yes, even the Supreme Court. But like any other tool, that the Constitution is of no use to us, A, if we don't know how to use it, and then B, if we refuse to use it. If you want to learn a bit more about this and about, about how you can use the Constitution to protect your rights today, not wait for someone else to do it for you, but you can start protecting your rights today, then please check out the Boot Camp for the Patriots program. Go to constitutionstudy.com slash patriots to find out more about the Patriots program, but you can find the Boot Camp at slash boot camp. So constitutionstudy.com slash boot camp. It's free. It's about a one-hour video. Yes, there's a quiz at the end. It's not that hard. Everything in the quiz I cover in the video. But it will give you some tools to help, A, build your arguments, but even to defend your rights. And I'm working on more. That becomes part of the Patriots program. So when you, pass the, when you go through the boot camp and you pass the test at the end, you will receive shortly, uh, I'm still working on a few things, an invitation to the Patriots program where you will have access to additional material. I'm still building some of this material, but I'm, I'm, I'm working on material to help you defend your rights. I hope you'll give that a, a, a look-see. Just because someone says democracy is wonderful doesn't mean it is. Just because someone says that uh, uh, um, these policies will lead us to you know, sunshine and rainbows and, and lollipops and, and utopia doesn't mean that it does. We can learn from our history, both the history of the American and French revolutions and the history of just the last few years. Decide for yourself what you will do. As Samuel Adams said, if ye love wealth greater than liberty, the tranquility of servitude greater than the animating contest for freedom, go home from us in peace. We seek not your counsel nor your arms. If my may extend that, if you love liberty more than wealth, if you love your rights more than 
tranquility, and servitude. Join us. Join us. We want your counsel. We want your arms because we wish to do all we can to save this great republic. Now, hopefully, whether you join the Patriots or not, you'll come back here for the Constitution Study every weekday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on America Out Loud Talk Radio, heard on the iHeartRadio Network. If you cannot listen then, that's okay. All of the episodes go to podcasts generally a day or two after they're heard on talk radio. You can find them in your favorite podcast app, Spit, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, iHeart Podcast, all of them. But do me a favor, rate the show. Subscri- First of all, subscribe to the show. And then leave us ratings and reviews, especially on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find the Constitution Study as well. Spread the word, spread this information. You can find all the links you need at the homepage at americaoutloud.news. But again, share them. You know, it's amazing. I talk about spreading the seeds of liberty. Um, You can join me. You can help. It doesn't take a large program. It doesn't take a large following. It doesn't matter how far you spread this message, only that you spread it as far as you can. By spreading the word, by letting other people know what the Constitution says, what the rule of law means, and how we can protect our rights, you're not only learning for yourself, but you're helping to share the blessings of liberty.